Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at bite.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. Let's just call tonight's show, these fake Christians, theocratic thugs, and deeply stupid misogynists have no idea what they just fucking did. Remember a couple of months ago, those poor right-wing justices, their opinion was leaked, and they had no, oh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Choice. Yeah. Wasn't that terrible for them? Almost like their autonomy and right to privacy were just stripped away. It must be horrible. They were very upset about it, too. The last time I saw authoritarian douchebags that upset about evil plans being leaked, it involved a Death Star. We're going to make sense of what happened today. And if you need to be talked off a ledge about it, you came to the right place. Because sometimes people and populations need to be slapped in the face before they wake up. Supreme Court's ended the only federal protection for abortion in America, the constitutional right to have an abortion up until about halfway through a pregnancy. You're alive at a time when a woman's right to abortion was banned before AR-15s. This is a huge decision. It overturns one of the most famous Supreme Court rulings in modern history, reversing almost 50 years of precedent. Remember that word. The same Supreme Court that told us yesterday States don't have the ability to regulate guns. Today told us states have the ability to regulate women's bodies. I mean, think about it. Like, they just said it's left to the states to decide. Right after they imposed a constitutional right to concealed carry of firearms, saying you can't leave that to the states to decide, five conservative justices signed up with Sam Alito, that Roe should be overturned. Chief Justice John Roberts didn't fully agree with the decision. He signed on to upholding the Mississippi law, which bans abortion at 15 weeks before some women even know they're pregnant. He said he thought the court went too far in overturning Roe entirely. Uh, There it is. This Supreme Court, made up of sex abusers, former Republican operatives like John Roberts, drunks with mysteriously paid debts, Seats stolen from the first black president has just overturned Roe v. Wade. Six justices did it. Of the six, five were nominated by presidents who achieved the White House without the popular vote. The American population voted against making George Bush president. They voted against making Donald Trump president. Oh, and the other one, Clarence Thomas. Yeah, he was appointed by a guy who did win the popular vote, a guy who opposed the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Susan Collins said it. I would not support a nominee who demonstrated hostility to Roe v. Wade. Everybody I know is smarter than Susan Collins, and everybody I know are drunks and potheads. Dogs are smarter than Susan Collins, unless Susan's just been lying all along, like Joe Manchin, and it's all been a grift on their part. Uh, So congratulations to all the men who want to make that choice for women. 
Congratulations to fans of big government interfering in your private life. Congrats to all the future Kermit Gosnell back alley butcher clinics. They're going to open up now in half of our states. Congratulations to all you revoltingly false Christians who don't seem to ever read the Jesus parts. And of course, today's big winner. Congrats to all the rapists who want to pick out the mother of their next child. You can't mandate masks to save lives, but you can mandate pregnancy. And the state has the power to force a woman to have a baby she doesn't want to have. Three justices dissented. You know who. Calling the decision devastating for women. It says that from the very moment of fertilization, a woman has no rights to speak of, said Sotomayor, Breyer, and Kagan. A state can force her to bring a pregnancy to term, even at the steepest personal and familial costs. Now, a lot of states will be moving to ban abortion right away. Some states already have. Abortion clinics have already shut their doors in several states almost immediately after this morning's ruling. For a lot of people, especially if you live in the blue parts of these red states, abortion probably won't become illegal for a few more weeks. But they've probably already become impossible to schedule. At least 13 states have these trigger laws to make abortion illegal right after the ruling. In Kentucky, it's already banned. Louisiana, abortions are banned as of this morning. South Dakota, banned. Missouri, they are banned, requiring certification by attorney general. Oklahoma, abortions are now completely illegal with required certification by Attorney General. Idaho, Tennessee, and Texas, 30 days after. 30 days from today, it will be illegal to terminate a pregnancy in those three states. And then there's the pending states, Arkansas, Mississippi, North Dakota, Utah, Wyoming. Now, other states like South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama are probably going to act soon to ban it. All what this means is that what happened today means that abortion rights could soon be criminalized in as many as 25 states. Lindsey Graham said abortion should be illegal because it's not mentioned in the Constitution. And I checked, and Lindsey's right. But childbirth isn't mentioned in the Constitution either, so I guess we need to ban that too. Now remember, what does this mean? It's not going to end abortion in these states. There will still be abortions in all of these states. It's only going to end the safe, legal, regulated kinds. There'll always be abortions. But the safe, kinds of abortions will stop in half the states. And here's the thing. None of these revoltingly fake Christians, all celebrating the state imposing more poverty on poor women, none of them have thought through what happens next. None of them have thought about how American women have less rights today than they did in 1973, thanks to the Republican Party. None of them have thought about what that's going to mean for the American people and the next few American elections. No one's thought about what it's going to mean for the Republican fundraising apparatus, which now only has illegal immigrants and critical race theory. I mean, they've just lost their biggest turn-out-the-vote mechanism. They've just lost their biggest fundraising racket. I want you to think about the Iraq War for a minute, because overturning Roe v. Wade is a lot like the Iraq War. It's built on lies. Men testified under oath to Congress that there were WMDs, Other people testified under oath to Congress that they would respect precedent. Alito's a liar. Clarence Thomas said he would respect a right to privacy. He didn't mean it. Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, they all lied. They said they'd respect precedent. The Iraq War and overturning Roe v. Wade were pushed by people who claimed to be Christian, but didn't really seem to care much about the actual Christ parts of the Bible. Like the Iraq War, we knew for a long time They were going to go ahead and overturn Roe v. Wade, and they did it right in front of us. And like the Iraq war, this happened because a president, the majority of Americans rejected at the polls, made it happen. Now, they like to call the Iraq war a blunder. I've always hated that term. Iraq war was not a blunder at all. It worked perfectly. Dick Cheney's company took $39.5 billion, with a B, billion dollars of our tax money. Where's the blunder? I mean, they knew soldiers would get killed. They didn't care. They made the money. Iraq's oil was divided up between four Western oil companies. There was no blunder. This, however, this was a blunder of epic proportions. And the Republican Party doesn't even realize yet how deeply they have fucked up. Because if there's one thing we've learned about right-wing Republicans from the Iraq war and now, they like to brag about mission accomplished, but then the bodies start piling up. 
In the dissent, Breyer, Kagan, and Sotomayor said perhaps in the wake of today's decision, a state law will criminalize the woman's conduct too, incarcerating or fining her for daring to seek or obtain an abortion. Of course they will. They're going to put women in jail. And the treatment for an ectopic pregnancy, a septic uterus, or a miscarriage that your body can't expunge is abortion. If you can't get those abortions, you die. Forced birth is now the law of the land in a country that still doesn't have mandatory maternity leave, still doesn't have universal health care. Wait till these red states force a few thousand women here and there to have babies they can't afford. Who's going to pay for it, red state voters? Y'all are. They're not going to raise taxes on the wealthiest people in Alabama. They're going to raise taxes on you. Maybe they'll call them fees. Capitalism (laughs) is going to be very interesting for the next year or two. Dick's Sporting Goods announced today they're going to reimburse employees up to $4,000 for expenses if they need to travel to secure safe abortion access. A lot of companies are doing it. And Dick's Sporting Goods, their stock went shooting today after their woman CEO said help will be provided for employees needing to travel to terminate a pregnancy. Netflix said they're going to do it. Paramount, Comcast, Sony, Warner Brothers, Discovery, and Amazon will all reimburse travel costs for employees in states that criminalize abortion. Disney's also going to reimburse it. Yeah, they haven't commented, but they're expected to do it. I I know what you're thinking. Well, that's nice, but, you know, they'll fly you and put you up and get you an abortion. I, I guess that is cheaper than paying for several months of maternity leave. But that's another fight for another day. Think about the young people. Think about the next generation of voters who are realizing they now live in a country where rapists and pedophiles have more reproductive rights than women and girls. Think about voter turnout. People are saying, oh, voting doesn't matter. We vote and look what happened. No, no, no. Not voting in 2016 caused this. And think about the fact that there were so many people who probably weren't going to vote before this November. And now they will. Gavin Newsom just signed a bill making California a safe haven for women nationwide seeking abortion care, said we will not cooperate with any states that attempt to prosecute women or doctors. That's going to happen more. The ideological lines are going to be drawn. Whose side are you on? Because a lot of people have been on the fence a long time about it. Wait till the bodies start piling up. Wait till women start going to jail for this. Wait till young people are ashamed of their parents. Donald Trump played dumb about this for a long time. It's just going to go back to the States. And what about the fake Christians? You know, abortion is the only word that can make people who follow Jesus vote against everything Jesus ever talked about because of one issue that Jesus never talked about. Pope Ratzinger, who became Pope Benedict, he said before he became Pope, when a Catholic does not share a candidate's stand in favor of abortion, but votes for that candidate for other reasons, it can be permitted in the presence of proportionate reasons. Yeah, he he said, the Pope said Catholics can vote for choice because the bigger picture matters more. If you oppose abortion rights, which Jesus never talked about because you're so damn Christian, but you support the death penalty, which Jesus did oppose, the rest of us are no longer obliged to ever take your claims of Christianity seriously. This six to three Supreme Court is not a court. It's an extension of the Republican political apparatus. Clarence Thomas wrote in his opinion, that SCOTUS should reconsider the rulings that currently protect Americans' right to contraception and same-sex relations and marriage equality. Yes, they're going to do it, folks. Clarence Thomas, because his eyes are too big for his stomach and he's so damn thirsty as a fascist, said, they're going to come for your contraception, they're going to come for your same-sex relations, they're going to come for marriage equality. He said it. The final paragraph of the three liberals' dissent today With sorrow for this court, for the many millions of American women who have lost today a fundamental constitutional protection, we dissent. Democrats can't do much. They don't have a lot of options. They can just say, go vote, right? There's no federal law. House Democrats passed a bill, but the filibuster in the Senate means it's going nowhere. Democrats don't have the vote. They have the bill to codify Roe v. Wade. It passed the House, but there's only 49 votes in the Senate because Manchin's a no. Narrower version? has a way to get to 52 with Manchin, Collins, and Murkowski. But Manchin and Cinema still favor the 60-vote rule. Manchin and Cinema are the reason abortion is going to stay illegal. Please remember, four of these five justices ending Roe v. Wade were appointed by presidents the majority of U.S. voters voted against. Five of the six, actually. And the six was appointed by a president who opposed the 1964 Civil Rights Act. There are more of us. Vote this November. And Joe Biden, 
pack the court. Pack it. And Lee Papa suggests threaten to arrest Manchin's daughter over the EpiPen scandal and get him to play along. It's time to play fucking hardball. These Republicans have no idea how unpopular, historically unpopular, this decision is going to be. If you're despondent now, you get one night to be despondent. After tonight, despondency is privilege. Grieve, drink, rage, call us, write to us. Tomorrow, we're back in the game. And maybe we'll be the old people at the protest march one day, talking about how we were there when it was banned. And we'll be part of the movement to restore women's rights in this country. Don't you tell me you did this because you're Christian. I have chapter and verse to mow you down. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Francis Callier and Angela V. Shelton are two of the funniest women you can see on stage in this country. You may have already seen them on their work on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, Francis has been all over the place on Curb and on The Cleveland Show. Angela's been on HBO's Mr. Show. She's in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. But together, they are a pop culture political phenomenon known as Frangela. I have the great joy of touring with them. We'll be playing this summer, or this fall rather, in Chicago and in L.A. And they were some of the first people I wanted to get on the show when we heard that the dog finally caught the car today. Francis and Angela, welcome back. I, you know what? First, thank you for having um, what appears to be Francis and Angela, because what you are going to get is our rage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I, enjoy, I enjoy this opportunity to talk to you before segregation. I think it's nice <laughs> for, for us to have this this time to enjoy each other's company before it's illegal. Yep. Because because what we saw today, and I think I think everybody to understand is the sexual and economic enslavement of women in America. Mm-hmm. That is what just happened. When you tell somebody that they don't have autonomy over their lives, and especially especially economically, not just sexually, okay? Because we still fighting to, 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 to discern whether a man can rape his wife, which he can. Yes. And we're still not having conversations about children being touched by brothers and fathers and uncles and grandfathers, less known damn priests. We have banned abortion before we've banned AR-15s. That's right. In fact, in a bizarre twist of fate, this Supreme Court has decided that states do not have the authority to control guns, but do have the authority to control uterus. Of course. Yes. Of course they do. Here, I want to play something for you. May I? Uh, this is um, uh, for A4, Chris, standing by to underscore Joe Biden's warning. This is a man who will probably never be Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, telling reporters that the Republicans' dirty work is not yet done. Ladies, just to underscore your point, they're just getting warmed up. A4. As encouraging as today's decision is, our work is far from done. Americans remain one of only seven countries on Earth that allow elective abortions in the third trimester. Of those seven countries that Americans, one of them, There's two others, China and North Korea. That is radical. The House Democrats continue to support it against the wishes of the American people. This Congress, every House Democrat has voted for extreme policies 
like taxpayer-funded abortion on demand until the point of birth. But Democrats' radical agenda does not have America's support. To the contrary, America rejects it because they remain committed to our values and our principles. Okay, let me ask you ladies, uh, it's really common for a woman to carry a fetus all the way to the third trimester and then decide to terminate, right? That happens all the time, correct? No. The, the, the late-term abortion lie, there's only, I think, like two or literally three doctors in the country that do them. And it's almost and always have- to protect the life of the mother. It That's always right. is. It's never elective. There are laws around this. Roe v. Wade is not a complete access to abortion law. It never has been. And, and besides that, you know what? Until you cut that cord, that's me. Yes. <laughs> so I don't care about that issue. But the ridiculousness of I'm going to tell you the thing that I'm, I'm that I'm seething with tell me. is the audacity. The audacity of that biscuit making Thomas Clarence Thomas mm-hmm. to stop tap dancing just long enough to type out his to do list, because that was the extra fuck you to all of us. That's right. They didn't have to put that out. But that was the guess what? You think this is all I'm taking from you, bitches? I'm taking ev- it. That's the everything. point, right? They're too thirsty. They're too thirsty. They got to give it away now. They just motivated so many more people to show and up. Also, also. I know what the okie doke looks like so we can Thank stop you. talking about his wife. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Good point. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Believe me, we don't want to talk about what look like. His wife. says about Jenny. Jenny and I, whenever we meet, it's going to be a misunderstanding. <laughs> whenever we meet. His wife needs to have a visit from subpoena clause. I want to play yeah. you this. A6 in 2020, they asked Amy Coney Barrett. Amy Klobuchar asked Amy Coney Barrett about Roe v. Wade. This comes to the term of settled precedent. Give a listen. Is Roe a super precedent? How would you define super precedent? I, I, I actually, I might have thought someday I'd be sitting in that chair. I'm not. I'm up here, so I'm asking okay, you. Okay, well, people so. use super precedent differently. Okay. The way that it's used in the scholarship and the way that I was using it in the article that you're reading from was to define cases that are so well settled that no political actors and no people seriously push for their overruling. And I'm answering a lot of questions about Roe, which I think indicates that Roe doesn't fall in that category. And scholars across the spectrum say that doesn't mean that Roe should be overruled. But descriptively, it does mean that it's a case, not a case that everyone has accepted and doesn't call for its overruling. I don't okay, think so that- here's, what's, here's what's interesting to me. You said that Brown is, and I know my time is running out, is a super precedent. That's something... Uh, the Supreme Court has not even said, but you have said that. So if you say that, why won't you say that about Roe v. Wade, a Here case that the court's controlling opinion in that Planned Parenthood v. Casey case has described as a super precedent? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, well, Senator, I can just give you the same answer that I just did. I'm using a term in that article that is from the scholarly literature. It's actually one that was developed by scholars who are you know, certainly not conservative okay, scholars. Okay, you get the idea. They came, the scholarly? they came, they scholarly? They bullshitted, <laughs> they lied, they got approved. Yes. They all lied. Clarence Thomas lied when he said did. he respected right to privacy. Alito lied when he said it was settled precedent. They all just did it. And, and, and let me tell you something. They went back to Plessy versus Ferguson to try to find some justification for this. Can you believe that? I mean, which is amazing. Amazing. I can't. First of all, I want to say to Amy Coney Winehouse, spell scholarly. (laughs) Do it, bitch, if you can. She has no business on that court. None at all. The woman hasn't hasn't adjudicated anything. They literally compared they compared abortion rights to segregation. This is Ronald Reagan's party. Ronald Reagan made a segregationist chief justice of the Supreme Court in the 80s. And today they're pretending they oppose it. Right. But because because what we are steadily allowing to happen is to is acting as if this is not an autocratic white supremacist that the Republicans are not that party. That is what they are. 
And We've got to stop saying people say it all the time. Mitch McConnell, all these people just want to keep power. No, they don't. I don't know why it's so hard for people to accept that they may just, in fact, be misogynist, racist assholes. Boom. That this may they might actually just be white nationalists. Preach. I don't know why that is so hard for people to get to that. This isn't because strategically it makes no sense. Over 90 percent of this country is, in, is it's for absolutely exceptions to rape and incest. But th- this is not popular. This isn't about holding power. It is about controlling and subjugating women and poor people, in particular poor women of color. Exactly. That's what it's about. And that's what's going to pile up in these red states. It's going to be poor women who are forced by the state to bear children they cannot afford to have to say nothing of the women who are going to be terrified, living in terror of what happens if they get pregnant. Think of all the poor women who aren't going to want to have sex because they were afraid they could get pregnant and then the men will beat them for it. I mean, there's so many levels that we don't even understand. But how is it not going to lead to these poor States, these red states that are taking the federal money, needing more because they're going to create more poverty and punish poor women with greater poverty. What? Let me tell you something. We are we deserve to fail and we are abject failures as Democrats. If we cannot make this case to people, Mm -hmm. because that is the only way that they need to understand for your survival, for your economic, your your social, your sexual survival. So what happens? You have to vote these people out. What happens next? Because to me, if 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 the Donald Trump miniseries of the summer, the treason special, doesn't motivate people to vote, if Joe Biden forgiving your student loan debt this fall doesn't motivate people to vote, and if this doesn't do it. I'm sorry. I'm so sick of the media having these premature obituaries for the Democratic Congress. I mean, I don't think the Republicans have realized yet how unpopular this is going to be and how that unpopularity is going to grow. Yeah, I don't think they care. John. I don't think they care because they know that they're going to contest every single election from now on. I, they know that they're going to they've been successfully abu- using minority rule as it is. We're still they they're blocking primaries right now. Like they're 20. The midterm isn't going to just happen. Right. OK, <laughs> like they're not just going to let those votes go. And if they lose, they lose that their whole plan is to stop voting, period. And I, and I think that we really have to get our minds around how all of these things are connected and are about a wider agenda of minority rule and of autocracy. And it and that that is it isn't just these sort of disparate little events. These are all coordinating together. So what happens next? I mean, are you optimistic? Are you pessimistic? It seems like it's going to be rough for a while i'm all in favor of blackmailing the fuck out of joe mansion right now and john i am passionate yes is what i am i am passionate that i am not going to allow people to take my rights without me fighting for them oh thank you Thank you. And be, but, but clear, like, and I may get upset right now because what I keep seeing is the women who were in waiting rooms today, they got told to leave. Yeah. The women who had appointments tomorrow who have beginning calls that they can't come in. People who did everything they could are at the end of their rope and had to make a very difficult decision and are being actively told no, and they have nothing else they can do. And they have run out of time. Yeah, that there are. And and I, it is not OK. And where I'm at is y'all want to see y'all. They've been calling us little. They think of us as little marshmallow liberals. No we got fight. guns, too. We can fight, too. Do we need I, I, it's civil war time? As far as I'm concerned, like we need to stop acting like that's been adjudicated. Like like if you want to be a slave state, you're going to have to have a discussion on the on, on the frontier. I've had it. This is it just it's beyond voting at this point. We need to be in those streets every day and we need to make it exceptionally clear that this is it. There will be no more minority rule in this country. So I, I got a question. You're both in California. Gavin Newsom has essentially said it will be a sanctuary state. And all the states that still protect women's reproductive rights will now be tourist destinations where all of these uh, wealthy, white, conservative Christian women will go to solve their little problems. Yeah, That's going to, I think, draw the lines even sharper in this country by showing there are states where women are safe and states where women are not. Well, if you don't think that they've got a plan for that, I mean, they're going they're going to make it illegal to leave the state like they're going to figure out a way to put women in in prison for this. They are going to figure out and and it doesn't have to be a very good way, as we've just seen from this ruling. They can use the most ridiculous, bizarre, hypocritical of, of rationale to come up with their 
crap law. So I, I think that they that's wonderful. And we should all be donating and actively become couriers or whatever we need to do, whatever is needed to make that happen. But they are going to they are going to attack that. Yes. Trust me, they're going to find a loophole for women leaving states when they can't when it's for guns. Yeah. You're right. Uh, in closing, thank you guys for making the time to join us tonight. I really do appreciate it. Let me ask both of you to tell me really quickly one thing you are hopeful about. Ooh, yeah, I that am was a hopeful. good one, John. That yeah. was you know what? hopeful. I'm, I'm hopeful that we are going to put Donald Trump behind bars, that yeah. we're going to see that. I'm hopeful that this has motivated people to understand what's truly at stake and that um, we won't have to hear any more of this, um, for lack of a better term, Susan Sarandism, Um, (laughs) and that we will move forward and understand that we fight together or we die alone. Right on. I'm, I'm hoping actually to beat Ron DeSantis with Donald Trump. That's what I, I everyone well, just picks up Donald and whacks Ron with him. That's my personal karma nirvana. Oh, thank you for giving me my passion. Francis and Angela are Frangela. See them live when you can. They blow the roof off of every room they enter. I can't wait to do shows with you guys this year. We're in, in Chicago and LA and hopefully a lot more because I think the demand is there. People are riled That's up right. and it's great to see you both. Thank you. It's great to Love see you. Love you. Bye. Love you back. Thank you so much. We're going to take a very quick break. When we come back, your calls and Professor Anthea Butler. We are just getting launched. This is Progress. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. When the news came down, I was just about to go on the Stephanie Miller show this morning and I talked to Chris and Thea and I said, there's there's a few people I would love to get on the show tonight. We had a panel of comics. We we're very sorry. We bumped them. We'll have them back. But I said, there's a couple of people I would really, really like to get on the show for very different perspectives. Now, we're going to get to all your calls and I will thank you profusely for your patience. But I was so thrilled that we could get Professor Anthea Butler to join us. She's Associate Professor of Religious Studies and Africana Studies at the University of Pennsylvania. You may have seen her on History Channel, PBS. She writes a lot of great opinion pieces covering religion, race, politics, and popular culture at Religion News Service at NBC Think, Washington Post, and CNN. She's done our show several times, but her most recent book is something that relates so much to how the right wing has used self-professed Christians to bring about an agenda that has nothing to do with the teachings of the Nazarene, the book White Evangelical Racism, The Politics of Morality in America. It is a great pleasure to welcome Professor Butler back to the show. Hello. I am too. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I've, I've gone through my Kubler-Ross uh, stages today, and uh, I'm in uh, the riled up phase about it, thinking about what a colossally historical mistake our friends on the right have made. How are you and how has your day been? Well, you know, it's been like a sad day, and in part because I think, you know, I'm thinking about all the people who are out there tonight, you know, in despair, who didn't see this coming, all the women who were driving someplace and thought they were going to one abortion clinic and now have to go another 500 to 1,000 miles or even more and don't have enough money to get there. Yeah, I'm thinking about all the people who thought that this was good faith and that this would never happen and that the Democrats would not let them down. Yeah. I'm thinking about the fact that this is the beginning of something really awful that might happen in our country and that still has a possibility to happen unless people really start to coalesce around the fact that they need to really be out in force and protest. Yeah. And so all of those things are on my mind tonight. 
And I'm just kind of like, I don't know, where do we where do we go from here? You know, I wanted to get your take on the historical uh, ecclesiastical presence here, because my my understanding has always been that you had these segregationists. Mm-hmm. Jerry Falwell opened up whites only schools in the 60s and yeah. the 80s. He supported apartheid. Ronald Reagan made a segregationist chief justice of the Supreme Court. But after the Civil Rights Act was passed, after the murder of Dr. King, after Nixon trashed the party, uh, they kind of went underground. And it always seemed to me that around the mid 1970s, because at first when Roe v. Wade was settled, it was not controversial. A few Catholics were upset about it, but generally not a big issue. And these former white supremacists realized they had a new social issue that had a lot more alleged virtue around it, that they could get these white people back. And it always seemed to me that the segregationists of the 60s just quite naturally transformed into the anti-abortionists of the 80s. That That is partially true. And that was organized by people like Paul Weirich and others who realized that they needed to have something to get together on. And I talk about this in, in my book, White Evangelical Racism. You know, I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it is that, you know, the people missed that this is a huge money machine. And the money machine started with things like focus on the family and family research council and all of this, where the family became this thing. And so it was easy to coalesce around abortion, easy to make this a political, you know, litmus test for Republicans, easy to get people to vote a certain kind of way because of this. And so this false morality about oh, around abortion, where they wouldn't care if their daughters got pregnant by some black man or somebody, they'd go get their daughter an abortion. But for everybody else, this is abortion for me, but not for thee. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so this is this is where we have to start to think about that we've kind of been bamboozled you know, and and put into this position where we thought that these people were actually really religiously sincere, but it was actually about power. And so I think this is part of the reason why the Democratic Party has been so flat-footed in putting this together and realizing that they needed to fight much earlier about this than they have. I mean, there's just so many missteps, so many missteps so many, along the way so many. that have built into this moment. I just can't even begin to think about it. I mean, did it, does, is that is that the, really the, the sin here? I mean, Democrats certainly have stepped in it a little bit here, a little bit there. They all added up, believing that McConnell would allow a vote on Merrick Garland. We can go through all of it. People who were very pure people. People in swing states who wouldn't compromise their liberal credentials to vote for Hillary Clinton. I mean, it just seems like I I was guilty of it for years, Anthony. I always used to believe as long as politicians have mistresses, abortion will be a fundraising racket for the GOP and they'll never do it. But when Merrick Garland was blocked, that's when I knew it was really going to happen. Yeah. 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 No, I think, you know, what people it's it's been bigger than that, I think, for some for, for me, I think it's about this idea that civility was going to keep everything intact. And this this civility, the false civility of thinking, well, we're all adults here. We're all going to think about people's rights and all this. And we've had the civil rights movement. We had all these movements. We had the women's movement. We had everything. Surely they're not going to take down the very things that they need, but they will. They will in order to make people do what they want them to do. And so this is about a tool of control. This is about controlling women's bodies. This is about controlling the ways in which doctors and medical assistance happens. It is about so much. And this is where people are just not even going down the rabbit hole yet yep. about what this could mean. And, exactly. and you know, basically, J- Justice Thomas told you what he's coming after. You know, mm-hmm. he, he he made a, you know, this man never says anything. And he decided to write an extra he spilled brief it all. to tell you, this is what we're going to do. But here's the thing. This is the thing that kills me every time. Like, they tell you every time what they're going to do, and Democrats dither. I know. They don't believe it. They think that, oh, this is, can't be true. I'm like, they spelled this out for you the last 49 years. What else does it take for you to realize that they are about their business and they're going to do this and it's going to be done? Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. I wish we could be that way. I wish we could as well. I mean, they say they'll protect these rights, but then we see what happens. The title of yeah. your book, I've always thought, is a lesson in of itself. White evangelical racism. And it sounds straightforward, but as you note in the book itself, the definition of a white evangelical has changed a lot over the years. This seems like of all the key issues they've succeeded in shaping, this is probably the one that's had the greatest impact on our current politics. How do you define white evangelical in 2022? 
I, I define white evangelical in 2022 as anybody who is A, for white supremacy, B, somebody who is in for patriarchy, C, anybody who supports, you know, the fall of Roe v. Wade, the, um, the, the ways in which you hold together guns, all of this stuff is of a piece, right? And part of this racism has to do with putting whiteness over every other group in this country. And that is the difference. So it doesn't matter if you're gay and you're white, they're coming for you. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're Latino and straight, they're coming for you. It doesn't matter if you're black and gay and, and not Christian, they're coming for you. So people need to realize that this is about, you know, white male patriarchy with Jesus with a gun, you know, in, in the kind of theology that Lauren, you know, Lauren Borwood has, exactly. right? With Jesus with a gun, right? Exactly. AK-47. Mm-hmm. A theology that doesn't care about kids being killed in Uvalde because, you know, when the kids get here, it doesn't matter damn what happens to them. What matters is that clump of cells. Yeah. And, and that's that's what we're fighting for. But once these kids get here, you know, it's it's like what everybody says on Twitter, that sad phrase, fuck them kids. Duh. I, I hate to say it like that, but it's like, but it's true. Because we can let them be shot in a school and not protect them. So, I mean, it's not it's not about, you know, how some some Catholics will say this. It's about life from the cradle to the grave. It's not like that for these people. They don't care. This is yeah. the fetus is political as a political tool. Exactly. And once you understand that, then you understand what's happening here. And and as we've discussed in the past, criminalizing abortion has nothing to do with the teachings of the Nazarene. Be- Not at all. Before I let you go, Professor, and thank you for joining a short notice. You have said because of racism, evangelical decency was lost. What would have to happen for the good that was once a part of evangelicalism to be recovered? Is there a way to fix this movement? I, I'm going to be honest with you. No. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. This is the penultimate. This is the moment that every evangelical who's always been for you know uh, to stop abortion is ex- is in exaltation because they have won this very big battle after a very long slog. So if you think that they're going to become benign after this, are you joking? This is the beginning of the the state of fascism and the state of repression and the state of authoritarianism. And I've been talking about this a lot alongside of white Christian nationalism and people think that I'm being, you know, too alarmist, but I'm like, Not what, anymore. Is, what is it gonna take for you to wake up and realize what is happening in your country? Professor Anthea Butler, it is always a great honor to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining us on this day. The book is White Evangelical Racism, The Politics of Morality in America. Please come back and see us again soon. We'll do a much longer sit down. Anytime you want. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. This is Progress. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is SiriusXM Progress. Thank you very much for joining us. I just want to play a really quick clip. This is Joe Biden earlier today noting that this decision starts with abortion, but almost certainly will cause a ripple effect across a whole host of rights in America. I've warned about how this decision risks the broader right to privacy for everyone. That's because Roe recognized the fundamental right to privacy. 
that has served as a basis for so many more rights that have come to take, we've come to take for granted, that are ingrained in the fabric of this country. The right to make the best decisions for your health. The right to use birth control, a married couple in the privacy of their bedroom, for God's sake. The right to marry the person you love. Justice Thomas said as much today. He explicitly called to reconsider the right of marriage equality, the right of couples to make their choices on contraception. This extreme and dangerous path the court is now taking us on. So let's fight. Remember, over 67 percent of Americans support Roe v. Wade. A poll by Gallup a few years back showed 77 percent of us support it in some or all cases. Here in the U.S., where one half of all pregnancies are unintended, almost one third of women will seek an abortion by age 45. And the risk of death associated with childbirth is approximately 14 times higher than that with a safe, regulated, legal abortion. I'm so pleased to welcome Lauren Rankin back to our show. She's an amazing activist and writer. She covers reproductive rights and feminist politics. You may have read her stuff at Allure, Self, Rolling Stone, Refinery29, Cosmopolitan, and many more. She's also been a volunteer uh, clinic escort at an independent abortion clinic for the past few years. What a great pleasure to welcome Lauren Rankin back. I so wanted to get you on the show today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, John. It's good to be here tonight and in solidarity with you. We knew this was coming. Um, We're shocked, but we're not surprised. What was your day like, Lauren? (laughs) Oh, it was wild, John. I won't lie. I, I, you know, I was watching SCOTUS blog, like all the rest of us, just every 10 minutes saying, please not today, please not today. Um, And it was today. And I just kind of let out a moan that I, I didn't really anticipate. It was just to see it in black and white. You know, we, we've known this is coming, as you said, this is not a surprise, but to see it in front of you that the Supreme Court overturns Roe versus Wade, is just so gutting and uh, heartbreaking. You know, I, I know the human stakes of this issue. As you mentioned, I was a clinic escort for six years and I know what it looks like to deny someone an abortion. And that's that's going to happen much more now than uh, than when Roe was the law of the land. It's just devastating. And there are, of course, many different human costs attached to this. I mean, as abortion has become more inaccessible in Texas over the years, estimates are as many as 240,000 people may have tried do-it-yourself abortions at home. We should start getting used to these headlines becoming more common, shouldn't we? Yes. I mean, frankly, people are people have been having abortions since the beginning of time. Correct. Um, And, you know, Alito was dead wrong in the leaked draft when he said that abortion has no history in America. Abortion is as fundamental to American history as the founding fathers. Ben Franklin printed Ben Franklin published an abortion recipe. Exactly. Um, People are going to find a way to have an abortion. And I hope that more people can access medication abortion to safely self-manage an abortion, but not everyone is going to be able to do that. And I, you know, it sounds hyperbolic to say, but these justices may have blood on their hands sooner rather than later. You know, I can't separate my my outrage from the fact that this Republican Party has just fucked up on an incredible level, Lauren. I mean, what do you think the blowback is going to be? Because I, I, I keep coming back to this point. This ruling is incredibly unpopular. And the majority of Americans do not want to criminalize this procedure. No, you're absolutely right. There never has polling ever shown that the majority of Americans did not support Roe. I really don't know that the Republican Party and has really thought through this to the end point. We don't know what it's going to look like, but a significant swath of this country who was supportive of Roe never really thought this day would come. And now they're actually facing the reality that it wasn't hyperbole. It wasn't the boy crying wolf. They really were coming from for Roe and they did it. And I'm really interested to see, especially how young people who whose li- reproductive lives and futures are on the line more than ever are going to rise to this challenge, because I really believe they've unleashed um, a real a real shift in how we approach these issues, because now the stakes 
have never been clearer. And it's life or death for people. I I will admit to it. Since it was first decided back in 73, Roe v. Wade has been under almost constant attack. And they upheld it 30 years ago in Planned Parenthood v. Casey. And then they began having the undue burden tests year after year after year. I, I freely confess that I always thought they would never actually go all the way and do it. The Republicans were just using it to fundraise. It, it wasn't until what happened with Merrick Garland that I realized, nope, they really, these these misogynists, these fake Christians, these theocrats, they're really going to go through with it. And I don't think they've realized how much it's going to hurt poverty in the red states, how many people are going to die because of it, and how many back alley uh, unregulated abortion clinics they're going to put into business. Totally. And I was just recently talking to Mickey Kendall, who's the author of Hood Feminism, about this idea that it's interesting to see how this might spurn like a new sort of great migration for those yeah. who are able to leave these states because and and a lot of people aren't, obviously, for low income folks, that's a non-starter. But people who are able to leave, do you really want to live in a state that says to you that your body isn't your own and you aren't truly a citizen. So it's going to be, I I think it's going to be a significant demographic shift. And it's just going to be a level of human suffering and triumph that the likes of which we really haven't seen um, in my lifetime anyway. Lauren, we already know providing free birth control dramatically reduces abortion rates. The Colorado Family Planning Initiative helped cut their abortion rate nearly in half, they said in a report in 2017. As shocked as we are, is this the time to start talking more about making birth control accessible to all Americans, or should we keep the focus just on restoring this right? I That's a really good point. I actually think we can do both, and because they're actually coming for contraception, too. Yep. Justice Thomas made that very clear today, that they don't believe that Griswold v. Connecticut, the 1965 Supreme Court ruling that guaranteed contraception access to Americans should be upheld either. It's contraception isn't like the easy solution to this problem. And yes, birth control sometimes does fail, but you can't deny people access to birth control and then shame them for having an abortion. Logically, you can't do that. And These Republicans, these far right draconian right wing fanatics are coming for all of it. So I think now is the time to talk about both, both. And it is a yes and situation right now. We are do or die. And they're coming for all of it. They've made it clear. I thank you so much for making time on a crazy Friday night to join us, Lauren. I want to just ask one last question. What gives you hope? Mm. The people that I interviewed in my new book, Bodies on the Line, I documented the history and evolution of clinic escorts and the movement itself. These people showed up when the federal government refused to do anything. When the Reagan administration, when the Bush first and Bush second administrations completely ignored them, people have shown up for abortion access. I really believe in the power of individuals to make change. And I hope that this, instead of demoralizing people, radicalizes them to embrace this fundamental right and do what needs to be done. I so hope we can get you back in our studio some evening soon, Lauren. It's really great to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining us. What's the best way for our listeners to follow you and your work? You can find me on Twitter at Lauren A. Rankin and Instagram at Lauren A. Rankin. And you can buy my book, Bodies on the Line, at the front lines of the fight to protect abortion in America. Thank you for all you do. And thank you for joining us tonight. This is Progress. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.